Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, along with my great friend and health coach, Jane Daniel. And today, we are going to dig into a really fun topic, three mindset switches to stop the yo-yo. And we've got three really fun things to share with you today about that. And we're going to dive right in. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay. Yeah, happy to be here. Yes. Jane is so full of wisdom. I know y'all love her. Um, so we have had the chance to work together to help people to make lifestyle changes for several years now. Gone through probably a couple, maybe thousand people at this point. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way, mm-hmm. but I think that's probably about where we are. And we love to sit and evaluate what works, what doesn't. Why are these people successful for the long run and these people struggle Mm -hmm. to maintain the lifestyle. And we kind of end up seeing some trends in there. And we're going to dive into those today to hopefully help you with your long-term success. So number one is it is important that when we are considering lifestyle changes and we want to stop the yo-yo the all when we say yo-yo that's the all that all or nothing approach that we tend to take with any kind of change that we want to make in our life where we're all in or we're off or you're on or we're off and that that is the idea of systems versus goals so we live in a culture where everybody wants to set a goal and what's interesting about goals is i think that when we set them we think that we've already made some level of progress. Like we give ourselves a gold star or a check mark just for setting the goal, like we've already done something. And today we want to encourage you that instead of setting this goal, and, and today we're kind of talking a little bit about weight loss. So we'll use that as an example because I don't know very many people that haven't set a weight loss goal at some point. So instead of saying, um, my goal is to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to instead create a system around the behaviors and habits that help me to move in the direction of, yes, reaching that goal, but that the goal isn't the primary outcome. There's not a, a um, an arbitrary place where it's like, oh, I got it. So because because that's what happens. The goal almost encourages us to give up because goals are very momentary, mm-hmm. right? They're like... You, you achieve it, and then it's like, it's kind of a, sometimes, too, our nature makes, like, after we've achieved it, it's kind of like a bit of a letdown. Like, well, mm-hmm. what am I going to do now? Okay, well, and that kind of encourages, well, I guess I'll just fall back slowly into these old behaviors. Mm-hmm. And no one intends to do that, but it happens time and time again because we're, that goal almost set us up for just that momentary success versus a long-term um, way of doing things. Right, and and actually, science shows the dopamine um, rises when you're on the way to the goal. And when you hit the goal, that's when it crashes. So um, it's kind of like when after you eat that candy bar, you're like, well, that wasn't worth it, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I do think having a systems approach, and, and I don't know about you guys, but hitting the weight that you've wanted on the scale, and then immediately you're like, well, what? I'm going to go to Five Guys and have a burger <laughs> and fries. So I don't know if you guys have done that, but I certainly have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just trying to have that um, approach to where 
it is a system, mm-hmm. not re- trying to reach that goal. And the nice thing about systems is they're very actionable. So a goal is kind of a, 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 a target, a moment in time, but it doesn't create actions around it. So if I just say I want to lose 10 pounds, there, there's nothing actionable around mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not actually creating something that's going to help me to arrive there at the same time. So when we think about systems, it also help forces us to consider, okay, what are the, what are the systems, what are those habits and a system of habits that I can put into place that help me to work in this direction? So we're kind of like going in a circle. Like if you, if you picture your goal out in the future, and then you picture like a spiral of circles going Mm -hmm. toward that goal. Because what happens is day in, day out, we practice the habits that create the system and we continue to evaluate and improve them. And we also then aren't expecting perfection of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So a good example might be if you know for sure that you get up in the morning and you know you never have time for breakfast so you skip it and then you're digging in desk drawers or at the vending machine with at 10 a.m or you know in the candy or whatever the donuts that are in the break room at work then you know that's something we can identify as okay this is not helping me so what is a habit system that i could put into place to help me to prepare better so an, an example of that would be to have a healthy protein bar that is sitting on your kitchen counter when you go to bed the night before that you can eat in the car on the way to work, okay? And so we we start practicing that and we just see how it works. Does this help me? You know, and then that, so that's one little piece of your daily system. Not that you're doing the same exact things every day, but you know that that morning time is a stumbling block for you. And so that's one way that you could practice that. That's not exactly how it has to look if you're sitting there going, well, I hate protein bars. Just understand kind of the idea that we're, it's kind of this um, practicing these habits day in, day out. That system helps you to create a way of doing things that's a way of life that you just kind of continue to do um, and, again, to improve upon. And time and time again, Jane and I see that it's those people that have the long-term success mm-hmm. because they're not – it, it's not, okay, well, this program's over, so I'm just going to, you know, go back because they've created a way of doing life that is helping them to get, not to just to reach a goal, but to even go past it and to really own, like, this is who I am because this is the way that I do my life. Mm-hmm. And just those baby steps each day. So drinking half your body weight and ounces of water. And those things really add up that you do daily. And just adding that, how to add that into your daily routine Mm -hmm. um, makes a big difference. Absolutely. And the last thing I'll say about this, and, you know, if you need help creating a system, like reach out to us. We, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love systems. It makes, and anything. Like, so this works for any area of your life, not just in your weight loss goals for sure. Any, any place that you feel is chaos, then you can, re-eval- you can evaluate and create a system. But the other thing I want to say is when we set a goal, we miss the joy of the process because that constant refining of that daily practice is what helps us to actually grow and not just follow a, quote, plan or a, um, you know, whatever. And some people are really motivated by the finish line. And that that that's understandable. And that's not to say that you can't be working towards something at the same time. But 
as an example of what this looks like missing the joy in the process is we've worked with a lots of women who you know the scale can be very finicky it does not it does not well measure the progress that you've made because we like to look at body fat and metabolic age because those two things are incredibly important mm -hmm. for how your metabolism is changing and working so maybe back to your 10 pound weight loss goal maybe i've only lost three pounds but i've lost four dress sizes because my body composition has significantly changed i mean i've seen women literally cry that they've not lost the 10 pounds even though their body has completely transformed they've lost four dress sizes and they look amazing and it's just like huh well like this is so exciting I appreciate the yeah. glimmers each day right yeah. so it takes that joy out of these huge milestones because we're not yet at the goal when if we could instead focus on those little the highlights along the way but also the learning opportunities when things aren't going perfectly or we quote mess up then we can evaluate our system and figure out why that didn't why it didn't work out the way that we designed it and typically we will find a bit of a flaw mm -hmm. that either we didn't follow our system for the day or the system needs to be um, the system's not working and we need to reevaluate and make some changes mm -hmm. so uh, there's so much more to dig into when we take that systems approach versus why am I not at my goal I'm mad I'm quitting like right. that happens way too often because our focus is in the wrong place yeah so that is our first tip is to focus on systems versus goals and I'm gonna let Jane guide us in tip number two because she is the queen <laughs> of <laughs> we're gonna talk about triggers and buffers Okay, so this is a very practical thing, and this, this helped me so much kind of recognize my patterns and habits, um, and it's just thinking about foods that are trigger foods and buffer foods. So um, trigger foods are foods that it, you can't just have one of, and you will... It, it can either start the, the spiral down of being quote unquote off the wagon or you, you know, finish a bag of chips in a day or a pint of ice cream. You just can't stop. Um, I, I am one of those people. So there are certain foods that I can't have or else I will eat the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's silly things for me like almond butter and sweet potato chips and the list goes on. Well, and just to pause right there is uh -huh. we get ourselves sucked stuck a little bit too in a well it's almond butter so like right, it's, it's okay. healthy it's healthy I can yeah. eat the whole thing yeah not realizing that there's like what however many thousand calories and they right butter, right exactly yeah. exactly so um I just truly try to stay away from those things or get it when I'm going out to eat and I know I have one serving of it and it's once a week and I'm just gonna cherish every single bite of it instead of inhaling the whole thing thinking somebody's watching me mm -hmm. um eat my bag of chips yeah so I have an example of that that too like we go on a date night on Saturdays and we really like like flurry kind of things or like sonic blasts are even better so that's what we do not keep ice cream in our house ever except for the nasty kind the kids like that we get let them have sometimes but that's not the least bit tempting to me but you better believe that every Saturday night we're gonna go and get one of those single size treats and eat it that one time a mm -hmm. week and it's going to taste really great. I'm going to be bloated the next day and we're going to move on. <laughs> yes. But it's it's like, you know, so I've taken that trigger 
and put it into a more refined space, knowing myself, knowing the boundaries. I'm, that's you're kind mm-hmm. of setting a boundary by right. like that's a great thing to do with your trigger foods. You're not you're not saying oh you can't ever have potato chips anymore. Um, but and another thing I think is too like I love a lo- can you tell I have a little bit of a sweet tooth. I love um, like a little bit of chocolate at night. So if I have a what however big a chocolate bar is mm-hmm. if I have a big old chocolate bar even the healthy like oh it's the healthy kind mm-hmm. I'm not gonna eat two squares uh-huh. that's never happening so instead I use these little chalk zero they're like the keto ones and they're delicious the, the coconut ones they are a single serving and I have created that boundary mm-hmm. and the, the discipline enough I can control myself enough that I'm gonna have one of those and that's over mm-hmm. now some people can't do that like if you have single serving things in your house you're still going to eat the whole bag and that's fine you got to know that about yourself right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, exactly so let's talk about some other triggers because they it can be healthy things too right um so things like almonds nuts some for a lot of people nuts can be a huge trigger yes what are some of the other like big ones what i mentioned the healthy healthy chocolate right right and i think you know kind of like the those that lived in the snack well generation Mm. you know it was supposedly healthy and now we're seeing all these uh you know basically processed foods that are quote-unquote paleo friendly or keto friendly and, you know, they they still aren't great in a large quantity. And mm-hmm. some of these, like, keto foods just have tons and tons of, they're calorically really dense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, great. So, on the other side of the triggers is, is our hope. We have hope because we have buffers. Jane, yes. what is a buffer? Yeah, so buffers are things that you can eat every day or you can eat a few times a week to make you feel like you are not being perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I can describe it. So I will say for me, this was so freeing um, because I can truly say a Monday for me is the same as a Saturday. Right. So, you know, if let's say I want a glass of wine on a Monday, that's great because on a Saturday I may not do that. I used to have a mentality of being on the wagon um, Sunday night through Thursday lunch, and then I was completely off the wagon um, over the weekend. So I have foods every day that I love and drinks, and that's things like I love my coffee. Um, I love my dark chocolate, just like Emily loves hers. Yes. Um, just so y'all know, on my way to meet Jane here at her office, I brought my ceramic coffee cup, and I'm sipping it after you <laughs> are doing this. With my dairy-free, delicious, um, silk, half-and-half. Yum. Cheers to that. (laughs) Yes. And so just finding things. So if a client tells me, like, Jane, I've tried the the creamers and the healthy creamers, and we find alternatives. So, like, if if a tablespoon of heavy cream makes you happy, and it's dairy, though, and it doesn't follow this perfect plan, then go for it. Right. You know. So, yeah, let's talk about what some of those other ideas might be because um, what what can happen to you is let's, let's do lunch as an example. So, I eat a salad for lunch pretty much every day. And you might be like, oh, my gosh, I'm rolling my eyes. Of course you do. But let's talk about what that looks like. So, it used to be. <laughs> so, I'm laughing because I've eaten salads with her at yes. lunch. So, Jane and I have eaten a lot of salads together. But 
if you were to look at them, so they're high volume, right? So there's a lot of nutrition, Mm -hmm. but also like we're not afraid to put on a little bit of feta cheese or a small amount of some sort of crunchy topping, whether that be like a few of the tortilla chips or the fantastic plantain croutons at Trader Joe's. I love Mm. those things. I like to just sprinkle some on top, you know, and maybe I might even hold my breath and get some ranch dressing because Mm. I love it. And like those kinds of things allow me to feel satisfied throughout the entire week. Mm -hmm. And we kind of call those these small rocks too. So, okay, I had some ranch dressing. It's not the end of the world and I'm not devouring my pantry at night, which when we, when we look at the big picture that matters so much more that, okay, I don't even snack because I have these satisfying meals. And, you know, when it comes to the totality of my day, it's well-balanced. I'm not hungry or craving. I can walk by the donuts or whatever and not really care at all because it's just... You don't feel the restriction. Yeah, I don't ever, mm-hmm. I don't feel restricted. Mm-hmm. And so um, that... I think for Jane and I both has taken some time to figure Mm -hmm. out what that looks like um, for each of us. But yeah, coffee is one of those too, just to note that can work both ways. So for some people, it seems to be a trigger to make them want to eat other junk. And, um, but for others, it's for me, for sure, it's a huge buffer. So that's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, The little bit of crunchy on my salad and or cheese is another one. That nightly little chocolate, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we'll, and, or a mom sanity crave drink, which we're going to talk about as another example here in a minute. Um, but it really can be anything. It can be a protein bar that tastes like a, um, in your opinion, that tastes really good and, and, um, can replace your craving for candy. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be any number of things. And so it's really anything that helps you to make better choices and not feel deprived. Um, we just have to also be a little bit careful that we're not having too much grace with ourselves, that we're overdoing moderation. And so, you know, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, it just really comes down to being honest with ourselves. Is this helping me or am I making, am I kind of framing this in a different way and I'm actually having too much of the good things still, right? right? So. And kind of going back to what Emily was talking about, the joy of the process, when you take joy in those little moments throughout the day, so I love kind of brewing my coffee and, and getting that ready and just really kind of cherishing those moments and acknowledging that this is a special treat. It, I think that helps you stay um, on track. Yeah, too, absolutely. Absolutely. So our third tip today, so we've talked about goals and processes. We've talked about triggers and buffers. And then the third thing that's a, a mindset switch is to look at adding versus subtracting. So when I, so I'll say adding slash replacing versus subtracting. So there's a lot of research around this. And as human beings, especially in this um, immediate gratification world that we live in, when when we tell ourselves no, or when someone tells us no, it automatically makes us want that thing more. So if I decide I am not going to eat my chocolate bar at night, like, you know, all I'm going to want every single night is that chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. So that is for sure a thing like I've heard of a lot of people even lately I guess this is like cut out sugar season because I keep seeing these posts and it's like anybody that tells you that cutting out sugar you're not going to crave it in two weeks is lying because again you're so focused on that versus 
replacing it with something or adding something. So there's all kinds of examples of this, but I think the best one is um, instead of saying to myself, I'm not going to have chocolate every night. I'm not going to eat chocolate. I'm not going to have chocolate. So when I'm sitting on my couch and my, you know, typically I have my little bar and I let it, I let it sit on my lap in the package to get a little warm so it's a little melty. Like Jane said, it's almost like this special treat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm, I mean, I'm going to obsess over that if I've gotten rid of it. Well, what if instead I heated up a Crave cocoa drink and I got that same satisfaction out of preparing that and sitting there and sipping it, I've replaced something that's not so great with something that is, it still gives me that same fulfillment. And this can look all kinds of different ways um, as far as, but really it starts with identifying what are those things that are really making you slip up? Like what is what is the one or two habits that you're, you know that are cyclical for you that are always kind of making you stumble and then you're kicking yourself afterward. So like you said earlier, you eat the chocolate bar and then you're like, dang, why did I do that? Uh-huh. So that's a great moment to be like, okay, how, how, what did I either deprive myself of earlier that's making me want this right now? Or how could I be better prepared to replace this with something that's equally or at least almost equally satisfying that is going to help me to again, improve this system that I'm working on. And so we have to be positive in the things that we're adding or replacing versus just kind of to that, what we call white knuckling to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop X, Y, and Z. Like it could be whatever. Um, what's a good, another good example? I'm going to stop going through the McDonald's drive through Right. Okay. Well, Great. That's all you're going to be thinking about, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you may be able to do it for a few days, but willpower just is not, yeah. is not long-term. Well, and so an example of that is, okay, well, and this isn't a perfect solution, of course, but um, instead of going through the McDonald's drive-thru because you didn't plan well, that you kind of go ahead in your mind and say, next time I'm in this situation... I'm go- this is just an example. I'm going to go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get, instead of this burger and fries, I'm going to get, you know, a healthier grilled chicken salad that they offer there, and I'm going to eat that as my meal. And you kind of go ahead and decide in advance that next time I'm in this situation, that's what I'm going to do. That empowers you that you've replaced this thing even before you've done it. And your mind is going to be satisfied in that. So then it might start craving Chick-fil-A salads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you're not in that loop, that loop of, oh, gosh, I'm just going to have to give in. Mm-hmm. And that is so empowering to, note, to recognize, hey, I replaced this with a better choice. And that is making your system work a little bit better for you. Um, as time goes on. So instead of being negative with ourselves, we're moving to either that substitution or adding something positive. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything else to add to that. (laughs) I think that is great. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm hoping that these things are helpful for you guys and you can kind of evaluate in your own life what those little, where, you know, it's usually in those little things that turn into big things. So if you're noticing you're overly focused on this goal mentality and you always end up quitting, switching to that systems mentality can be so great. 
the triggers and buffers. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no. You I, well, I was just going to say there. The Emily and I both love the book James by James Clear, Atomic Habits, mm, and yes. it talks a lot about this. And so. I think if you can look at some of these things that you struggle with or that we all struggle with um, from an observer point of view, like how can I, what can I do and how can I change? And when I'm in this moment, um, what can I do differently next mm-hmm. time? Like Emily's saying. Yeah. So I just, I, that, that thought came to my mind and I just think yes, that's, that's a great, great book. James Clear Atomic Habits is a great mm-hmm. resource. If, if you're, if some of this is clicking with you mm-hmm. and it's not specific to um, health or anything, but all of these, um, these work in all of the areas of our lives, like triggers and buffers. There's still those things in other areas of our lives right. that, that create or help us, um, help us to eliminate negative behaviors too. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the third one is that adding and subtracting that we talked about just now or adding or, or replacing versus that white knuckling. I'm going to, the whole idea of the stop doings and that just creates us, creates rebellion mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. And so, um, you know, it's kind of a, that instead of this, I'm going to do this. And those first few times that you practice that, it can, it can be hard because you might be like, well, man, this isn't quite as satisfying. But what, what to look at afterward is how do you feel and do you feel, do you feel empowered by that? And is it helping you to make better choices as you go? And, you know, when it comes to eating, so I ate the protein bar instead of the candy bar, 15 minutes later, am I as equally satisfied or even more so than I would have been if I had the other thing? So it's kind of one of those things where it take it can take a little bit of practice, but it's well worth it in the end. And you might feel really empowered by that too. Yeah. So. And just celebrating those little wins when you do make those changes and giving yourself some some props instead of thinking, well, I've got nine more pounds to go. This is this is just not good enough. So Yes. Yes, absolutely. So we would love to hear from you guys. You can send us a message on um, the Anchor app and let us know if there's any health topics you would like for us to discuss. And we look forward to catching up with you guys next time. Thank you. I'm so excited for today's episode with my friend, Jane Daniel. If you are interested in learning more about the Ketox method and how you can participate in our next session, use the link in the show notes to join our waitlist today.